you have a dream or a vision of what you wanted to do or were you just exploring? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I had absolutely no idea. What did you think you were going to do? I had absolutely no idea. (laughs) You did? Because to be honest, like I went through like six degrees when I was in college and one of my friends said, hey, there's a hotel and restaurant management program. Why don't you do that? And I said, okay. Because she's like, you know, you, you like to entertain, you like to cook. Why don't you do hotel and restaurant management? And I'm like, okay. Because I could not find what I wanted to do. The best way to support the Work and Play podcast is by subscribing to the YouTube channel and by going to your favorite podcast player to subscribe and rate the Work and Play podcast. That's all you have to do. So if you are liking the Work and Play podcast, the content, the stories that we're sharing, and you know that this will help someone, go ahead and share the content to someone who could actually use it and help them on their journey to transition from corporate into entrepreneurship. Now let's get back into the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Work and Play Podcast. I'm your host and career transformation coach, Arielle Young. And today I have a really, really dope energy in the room. For you, those of you guys who can't see her, she's got all the vibes. Oh, you got all you. The it's really, really dope meeting her. And, and so those of you guys who do see her, um, I want to go ahead and introduce Miss Kedra Keeley in the Thank house. Miss Kedra Kitchens. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. There's so much that we can get into. Y'all, before we even got into this episode, we were talking in the back end just dreams and manifestations and energy. And honestly and truly, I can't wait to get into like what exactly you're doing these days because it's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So without (laughs) further ado, would you please introduce yourself to the peeps? Yes. I am Kedra of Kedra's Kitchen. I am a personal chef and caterer. I have been cooking since college, which was 2000. So I've been doing it for a very long time. A um, little bit of in, out, in, out, but we finally got in mm-hmm. and it made stayed it. stayed in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And stayed in. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that. that's the story. Mm-hmm. Now, I met you at a, um, uh, you were catering. And the first question, you know, I asked you, do we have any vegan options? Vegan? Uh-huh. And <laughs> your food is a Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. You know, one of the things like with um, our industry, as entrepreneurs, you go to like a lot of conferences, right? Mm -hmm. And I love to get the gym. So as a vegan, I typically will pack up all of my stuff. Um, Like in my book bag, I have my little fruit in my bag and I'm at a conference just digging down in my bag. Mm -hmm. Just make sure Mm -hmm. I'm not hungry. Mm -hmm. Because when they say vegan options available, they mean a little bit of lettuce, yeah. maybe some oil and vinegar. Yeah, yeah, they can go yeah. grab you some salt and pepper if you ask for it. Yeah, and I yeah, have to yeah. like do my own All thing. Right. <laughs> Your food tastes like it was made with love. Oh, thank it was you. not a say. It was, not, it was girl. <laughs> so you. when you say you've been doing it since two thousand one, it makes sense. But I kind of am selfish, so I kind of want to know when did you start to like cater or start to include vegan options as you were evolving in business. Um. So I started vegan options in 2019 i moved to uh, florida jacksonville florida Mm -hmm. my um, stepfather had passed away so i had went down there to move with my mom for a little bit after he had passed and shortly after that's when covid had hit so um i was stuck in the house and i was like i need to lose some weight i'm not Mm -hmm. about to be stuck in this house gaining weight Mm -hmm. i'm about to lose some weight and someone had told me, even though I gained it all back, <laughs> Happy somebody told me about um, intermittent fasting. They were like, you can eat whatever you want, 
Um, just as long as you eat between this window. I did that the first day, and then I was like, uh, I think I kind of want to change it up a little bit. And so I went on this whole journey. It was like, it wasn't only just an eating journey, but it was like a spiritual journey, just like within myself. I didn't go anywhere. I was just in my apartment and just went on this whole journey. And naturally, I just started changing what I was eating. And um, I call what I was doing, I call it plant-based Katarian. Okay. So like it's, it's plant-based. Mm-hmm. It's no dairy. Okay. Um, or at least no, um, so the, so the dairy that I was doing, like if I made some cornbread and I had to add milk, some buttermilk, mm-hmm. I would allow myself that dairy. Okay. But I don't drink milk, milk. I drink like almond milk and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, it was plant-based, minimal dairy or, um, structured dairy. And then, um, the only thing I ate as far as like protein or like meat was like fish, seafood, stuff like that. Okay. No red meat, no pork, no anything like that. Okay. So it's plant-based katerian for the pescatarian part. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was cute because I got the katerian, but no. Okay, so you're over. You're in the house, vibing out, going through your own spiritual journey, and you're just testing out different mm-hmm. foods. Yeah. Now, one, one thing that um, I know, your food is really, really good. Thank you. So did you realize, like, how did you – recognize the difference between the healthy vegan stuff that you were making mm-hmm. and the stuff that's still gonna like put you on a couple pounds um so i just w- taking my knowledge just about food mm-hmm. then i just start i stayed away from the processed stuff and so for instance i would take like chickpeas mm-hmm. and make like a jerk chickpea i love chicken salad mm. right? so i made like a jerk chickpea salad that was very reminiscent of my jerk chicken salad has all the same ingredients as my jerk chicken salad except for no chicken chickpeas instead Mm -hmm. so um i like made uh zucchini fritters like what i have bought for you you know um i was experimenting you know how we make potato cakes parents used to make potato cakes like little johnny cakes yeah Uh my parents take potatoes mashed potatoes put them in little patties put them on the pan fry them up whatever i did the same thing with zucchini i just shredded it down Uh um did what I did to it and actually ended up coming up tasting like a crab cake. It so I was taking my the ingredients that I took to make a crab cake, mm-hmm. and the only thing that wasn't in there, even though I was eating crab, but the only thing that wasn't in there was the crab. Everything else was I used vegan mayo. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, that's how you binded it. I was gonna uh-huh. ask how you binded it. Uh-huh. Okay, yep. Um, panko, I bind it with actually mm. the panko because the the zucchini mm-hmm. is gonna um, render off like a lot of water once you uh, or a lot of liquid once you shred it up. Okay. And so I strain that, but then I go back in and I just add some vegan panko to it. Girl. And then uh, with you know all the other stuff, and then that kind of makes give a little firmness, and then you put it up and put it in a pan and fried up just like a potato cake. Well, I am grateful. So it was just the experimentation of it. I, I, yeah. I had the, the, the time to just experiment since we were in the house. Yes. As a lot of people did. You mentioned even your spiritual journey in 2020. That was a huge mm-hmm. awakening for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But you started your business way before then. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's go back to when you actually started Kedra's Kitchen. What was the inception of that? So Kedra's Kitchen or cooking okay let's start so, back with cooking okay so cooking so i went to eastern michigan where i did um a bachelor's degree in hotel and restaurant management okay 
And I was able to do a consortium agreement with a community college around the corner, Mm -hmm. and they had culinary arts. I was always cooking for my friends in college. Hey, y'all come eat. So I was like, oh my God, that would be perfect to just go over there and like do culinary arts. So I did culinary arts. I was able to get the credit from it to go towards my degree, Mm -hmm. and bam. So at the um, community college, they used to have this board in the back for the students, and people would call in looking for a caterer, a student caterer, student personal chef, stuff like that. So I used to take stuff off the board, and that's how I did like my very first wedding. Oh my god, it was horrible. Why? (laughs) Why do you say it was horrible? Like. It was my first time doing it, so I was just like, I went to the dollar store and got, her budget was very small. Okay. Yes, yeah, so, but I went to the um, dollar store and, made and it got work. stuff, and yeah, and I actually didn't charge enough, ended up coming out of my pocket, but that's when I learned, okay, this is how to, how to do food costs and stuff like yes. that, what to charge, mm-hmm. but that first, that was my very first experience, that was horrible, so that was back in like 2002. Um, and then I had another experience. This one lady had put uh, something on the board, and it was about three of us that went over to her house. She had like a dinner party, mm-hmm. and we cooked at the house uh, for the dinner party. She already had her menu and everything, and that's when I really knew that I liked uh, personal chefing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, fast forward, it was a long time when I had got out of cooking. Um, one of my bosses had really discouraged me mm-hmm. and I said, well, if this is how it's going to be, I don't want to do it like this. I just rather do it entertaining my friends. Okay. So I went back to just entertaining my friends and I went and got, you know, a regular Real, job. Regular yes. yes. <laughs> so what, so when it came to, you know, that inter- encounter with your boss, what was it? Was it more like the business side or the structure side that you didn't enjoy or was it, the, the kind of clients that you were catering to with this relationship? So I was working at a uh, at a country club mm-hmm. and it was just not so, well, I don't like, I'll be very honest, I don't like job structure. That's why I work for myself. Mm-hmm. I don't like clocking in. I don't like nobody telling me when I could take a vacation. Mm-hmm. I want to do what I want to do when it comes to my time, so the freedom. But that wasn't so much it um, because, it, because I was in college, so it was, you know, my very first kitchen job. It was just the whole approach to being um, a manager of the boss, very rude mm-hmm. and nasty, came in the kitchen and was just like a total, come here, a total mm-hmm. bitch. Mm-hmm. You know? So kind of like a, that, what was that, what's that, we're not going to call out any names, but that TV show where the guy is making everybody cry in the kitchen. Yes. So it's kind of like that. Yes. Okay. And she didn't even work in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a chef or anything. She was like one of the managers or whatever. And so... I just I just hated it and I loved being in the kitchen but I hated dealing with that and that's when I was like if this is how it's gonna be I don't want to do it I'm not gonna do it anymore I'll just stick to catering for my friends and having them come over I either throw Super Bowl parties and just get together parties hey come eat and I enjoyed that so much more so that's just how right, I did it, it. Mm-hmm. was that your last nine to five or no you, okay so let no. me go back to um, you were in college. You were studying um, sort of hospitality, it sounds mm-hmm, like. Yeah. Now, were you learning the business part of it and then doing, like, the catering on the back end when you got the job? Mm-hmm. So, yes, I was learning the business part, 
um, through the hotel and restaurant management degree. Mm -hmm. That's where I learned the business part. And then the catering was the consortium agreement. Got it. Yeah, and that's why I was doing the cooking and um, basically just learning techniques um, when you take the cooking classes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So at the time, did you have a dream or a vision of what you wanted to do or were you just exploring? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I had absolutely no idea. What did you think you were going to do? I had absolutely no you just, idea. <laughs> you did? Because to be honest, like I went through like six degrees when I was in college. And one of my friends said, hey, there's a hotel and restaurant management program. Why don't you do that? And I said, okay. Because she's like, you know, you, you like to entertain. You like to cook. Why don't you do hotel and restaurant management? And I'm like, okay. Because I could not find what I wanted to do. Are you still trying to get a leg up on your entrepreneurial career? Now, I told you about the Morning Meetup, the community that was created for the betterment of entrepreneurship. And we are cooking up some really cool things. Now, here's the thing. If you join today, you can actually get in for 60% of the original price. So if you join today, all you have to do is download the app. And I provided the link below so that you can join us. We have community. We have a book club. And it's the largest group that meets every single day, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m., to literally get ahead start on entrepreneurship so if you're still trying to grow you don't know what your business is going to be but you know you want to be an entrepreneur this is the community for you so check out the morning meetup click the link below download the app and join us today I just was I went in trying to be a nurse mm -hmm. somewhere along the way I became an educator okay and then after that I did sports medicine uh -huh. um, I did like um, what is it called I tried to do like IT or whatever computers Computers, yeah. tech, software, so like that. I was, I was all over the place. And As so, you should be. Yeah. You know, honestly and truly, that's the difference between your and my story. At this point, because I went and I honed in on business. Mm -hmm. I didn't care whether it was a good fit or not. I got that little degree. And that's what a lot mm -hmm. of people do. Yeah, yeah. Like, they don't explore. They get this degree, and then they get mad at the university because they're not using yeah. the degree. Mm -hmm. So in this process, as you're switching over, are you thinking, or how are you processing these shifts are you thinking oh, i keep changing my degree or are you like oh this isn't working it took me six years to get out of college oh i saw and finally i saw all my friends graduating uh -huh. and i was like okay i gotta stick with something mm -hmm. just to get out and that's what i stuck with was the hotel and restaurant management and the cooking well it turns out that was a good yes decision. i love to eat so that was my motivating factor i love hey <laughs> did you decide that at the time you're like okay well i can eat all day so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. it didn't turn so i'm it sounds like it wasn't a passion at the time it was a decision yeah to stick to something it was a decision to stick to something the passion was more so eating mm -hmm. the passion was cooking how that looked i did not know at the time so fast forward to 2013, um, I moved back down here to Atlanta because this is where I grew up. I moved back down to Atlanta and I was in seminary over at the AU Center. And seminary means, like, it's, is that religious? Mm -hmm. Okay, so. Re okay. Yeah, religious. Because uh, I'll be wrong. You got to educate mm -hmm. me just a little bit. No, that's where all the pastors go. Okay. To, to get yeah, indoctrinated and stuff yeah, like that. education. Uh -huh. Okay. So uh, I was in seminary and I needed to make some money. Mm -hmm. What do I know how to do? Cook. Cook. So, so guess what I started doing? Selling plates. Let's go. Every Tuesday and Thursday, y'all can come to Kedra's Kitchen. 
and get you something to eat. And that's how Keisha's Kitchen was was birthed. What? Mm-hmm. That's so organic. And I so I, I had a I was like people was like, hey sis, I need need what's up on the plates. Let me get your phone number. I put their phone number in my phone. Every Monday, I send out a text message. This is the menu for tomorrow. Text me back. Whoever wants something to eat, this is how much it is. And then they text back, hey, such and such, I want something. I want something. Okay, so I knew how much to get. Mm. And then um, Tuesdays, they it was like clockwork. They knew exactly what time to come. I was in like a little efficiency on campus. It was like, it was a one, it was... It was a bedroom, a oh. kitchen, a dining room, living room, all in one. Okay. So I used to clean it up really good, mm-hmm. have the couch, you know, set up real nice. People could come sit on the couch. The table had like a little round table, two seats, put a little flower on the table. People come and sit down at the table, and I'm in the kitchen. They can either come to the door, knock, knock, knock. Take okay, away. here you go, take it, or you can come in and sit down. That is amazing. And I did that in between classes. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, so that um, they can come eat and I can make some money. Okay, I got so many questions. First of all, why were you in seminary school, girl? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know myself. <laughs> I thought so. Okay, uh, okay. So I, back when I lived in Maryland, I started a nonprofit organization um, called Speak Life, oh. and I was going into detention centers. So this is the this is the off the beaten path mm-hmm. that I was from cooking. So um, one of them. Um, speak. I was. I created a whole curriculum. I was going into the female detention centers, okay. and I was working to. I'm not gonna say rehabilitate them, but give them um, skills, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And so I was doing that once a week. I started graduate school. And with the demands of graduate school and working a full-time job, I could not go into the detention centers as much as I wanted to. And eventually that ended up stopping. So one of the things that I noticed when I would work with the girls, once once, so I would work with them in the detention center. And once they transitioned out, I became a part of, or my organization became a part of their treatment plan. Mm. So one of the things that I noticed um, about their behavioral issues and how they even got there. Nine times, not 10 out of 10, but nine times out of 10, it started at home. Okay. And who are they living with? Their mom. So I said, okay, well, I don't have time to go out to the detention center every week, but I do have time. I can sit right here in my apartment and I can get on the phone and do a call for women. Okay. And that's what I started doing. Started doing a call for women, and it started with a Bible study mm-hmm. every Wednesday. That, um, excuse me, that transitioned or grew into now we're doing three calls a week. One was talking about dealing with grief because I had a, a, a girlfriend of mine who had lost her husband, and so she was um, while she was processing that herself, she was helping other women deal with that. Another call was the Bible study, and another call, which was our most popular call, was um, Think Like a Man. Really? And I had one of my really good friends, he got on there um, every, was it Think Like a Man? No, it wasn't Think Like a Man. It was called something what a, something about getting into the man, what the man and thinks or yes, whatever. Yes. It wasn't Think Like a Man, though. No. Mm-hmm. But, um, so he would get on there every Thursday, 
that was like the biggest call men and women got on that call from all over. How many like how many people did you have on the call? Um, oh man, <clears throat> we would sometimes get up into like the hundreds. Wow. Yeah, on that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, so then I was like, okay, well if I'm gonna be doing this Bible study, then I want to. Kind of, I was. I grew up. My dad's a pastor, so I grew okay. up in church. Okay. But I was like, if I'm going to be doing this Bible study, then I need to to learn, um, like really get into it, right? Because mm-hmm. I really wanted to help these women, and I wanted to be like the Black Joyce Myers at the time. I don't know Joyce Myers, but shout out. She's she's a she's a pastor. Okay. Um, on television. Have you heard of Juanita Bynum? No. No. So, yeah, so they're like these pastors on TV, really inspirational with, you know, using religion to, you know, be inspirational, whatever, taking from the Bible. So, so I was like, if I'm not, this, this is what I want to be. This is what I want to do, right? So I was like, I need to go to seminary. Okay. My dad went to seminary. I have preachers in my family. They went to seminary. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to go to seminary. So I moved back down here and um, went to seminary over at the ITC. And then that's where half about the first year, I was like, why did I go to seminary? I should have went back to finish or did another stint in culinary school. Got you. But you were going, you were chasing impact. You remember you were on my live the other day, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was breaking down the difference between um, impact-driven entrepreneurs, revenue-driven entrepreneurs, and uh, freedom, mm-hmm, right? People mm-hmm. who are making decisions. And, and these things change in different phases. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember you said, freedom! Yes, freedom. <laughs> but at this time, you were like, you know, getting to know your impact side. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it made so much sense because it tied back to your dad. Yeah. So it really was like, you know, yeah. it just, it just made a lot of sense. It wasn't going to be linear, which doesn't, it doesn't surprise yeah. us that you look go. all over the place. But okay. honestly and truly, as I'm listening, it sounds like it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And maybe even in the moment, like, did it bring up any anxiety? Like, yeah, you were going all over the place, but were you enjoying the ride? I actually was. Yeah. I did. I did. Yeah. So even if we look at mm-hmm. hindsight, we're like all over the place. I think all over the place is what we want, honestly. Mm-hmm. We just don't want the anxiety the with anxiety. the all over the yeah. place. Because yeah. people yeah. like, oh, I have to figure it out. I got to figure it out. But it's like, yeah, you're figuring yourself yeah. out. Yeah. So the other thing that I was thinking about is, okay, now it's kind of like Keijer's Kitchen was, was born. And you had your first time to specialize in something. Mm-hmm. Like, what was your specialty in, like, when you were cooking in the seminary? Soul food. Soul food. That's what I knew. Mm-hmm. You know, soul food. Just the traditional African American mm-hmm. soul food. Yep, soul food. Mm-hmm. So, but but then I would get a little a little creative, and I would do like a, a salmon salad or you know slider burgers. But the crux of it was like the fried chicken or like the baked chicken. I had a choice of fried chicken, baked chicken collard greens, green beans, macaroni and cheese, sweet mm-hmm. potato, you know, all that stuff. Um, or then I would do like, you know, quesadillas, you know, mix it up a little bit, quesadillas and, you know, stuff like that. I was just, just, just in there cooking, whatever I felt like cooking. Yeah. Sweet sour chicken, like just anything. Okay, so you started yeah. to um, experiment mm-hmm. again. Yeah, yeah. So how long were you in school? Did you get your degree in mm-hmm. seminary? Okay. I did. Yeah, so, so I was in school for three years. Okay. Um, but after, so the last year I did it for, I did that for two years mm-hmm. and then the last year I did not actually, no, I did that for one year actually. Okay. Um, 
Then I tried to go out and like sell plates and like the barbershops like that. That didn't work. Oh, why, why not? <laughs> it just didn't. Different people, clientele. Yeah, people were, were just like, uh, I don't know. I don't know you. Da, 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 you okay. Know? So that didn't work. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until um, after graduating, I ended up substitute teaching because I needed some money. Mm-hmm. And um, I went back to what I knew, hotels. So I went, I was working at a hotel downtown Atlanta, but I also signed up for substitute teaching. I got a phone call. And this, so this is right here is where everything changed for me. I got a phone call um, from the substitute teaching line and they wanted a teacher at one of the um, schools for culinary arts. Yeah. So I said, I was at the, and I was on the phone and I was like, I'm at work. Oh and I took the call at work. Mm-hmm. It's like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm on the phone like, oh, should I take this? Should I take this? Should I take this? Finally, I just pressed the button, like, taking it. They said, you have until, so just, you have 30 minutes to get there. But why would why were you not sure if you were going to take it? Because I was at this job. Um. I just started this job a week ago. Mm. So I went back in, and I was like, I just made up this this story. I gotta go. A family emergency is a big emergency, but I will. I didn't want to be specific because I ain't put nothing in the universe. Mm-hmm. But family emergency. I think at the time mm-hmm. one of my friend's mom was in the hospital, mm-hmm. so I said I used that family emergency. It's real. Mm-hmm. Yep, in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I got to go, mm-hmm. and she said, "Okay, you know, hope everything's okay." And I went to the school. I never had an interview with them, just, and they ended up hiring me. Oh my god! And I worked there for two years. This was like an alignment. It very much so was. I walked in, and the assistant principal, I said, hey, I'm here for the substitute teaching position in the culinary. And she said, um, okay, what's your background? And I told her my background. She's like, you want a job? And I said, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so so they took me around <laughs> to the classroom. When the classroom, kids was in there. I said, okay, hey, y'all, da, da, da. Um, one of the, a couple of periods later, the, um, the, the department head came over to the class. So, okay, so this is, this is the, um, thing for the, the standards for the, uh, school year. Mm-hmm. And this is how everything goes. Da, da, da. And, you know, we would like to, uh, this, like, I hadn't even been there like two hours. We want to offer you a, um, long-term sub position. Wow. And so, I said, okay, yeah. I, can, I can do long-term sub. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in terms of the revenue, were you leaving behind? Were you, was this a pay increase or a pay decrease? I think of, I, don't know, I can't remember. Mm. It, girl, I wouldn't make it too much, so. It, it, <laughs> we weren't thinking of nothing else. <laughs> no, 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 it was not. But the pay increase came when they hired me on permanently from the long-term sub mm-hmm. to the um, permanent teacher in the school mm-hmm. and then I had access to this large kitchen in the school it was it was literally like a um, it was literally like a kitchen in a restaurant like a commercial kitchen yes it was a commercial kitchen let me pause you real quick because okay. I need to make sure that you are clear I didn't I just realized part of what I didn't do is adjust the okay we're good to go so okay. commercial kitchen yes so um so it was a commercial kitchen and they wanted, it was in December and they wanted something for the staff, like a dinner, um, 
like Christmas or something like that. So um, I could not get into the commercial. I could not get into the kitchen in the classroom unless I was a permanent teacher. Mm -hmm. So they I, they was like, okay, we need you to apply, apply, apply. Mm -hmm. They fast-tracked it. And um, bam, I had a permanent position. Never, not, They didn't even know if I could cook. Didn't even know if I could. I just told them that I could. Yeah. And so <laughs> you never even had a chance. Never, to I never interviewed wow. nothing. And so, um, so then they opened up the kitchen, and I was taking a class in there. I was teaching them, and um, we did one of the events at the school, and that was the first time. And so from there, um, that's how I met my mentors. I used to set up um, competitions in the classroom for the kids for their final exams mm -hmm. and I would reach out to different people in the community or people that I wanted to connect with yeah hey you want to come be a judge for our chopped uh competition <sighs> for students um you want to come be a judge for cupcake wars I had my baking class doing cupcake wars I had my advanced class doing chop and the people that I wanted to connect with I invited them to come be um judges and that's how I got two of my mentors. This is, wait a minute, wait a minute. You are doing some amazing things. First of all, mm -hmm. career lane. You mm -hmm. like making all the networking moves, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you're making these like really good connections. It seems like at this point you know where you're going, or at least you know the type of mentors you wanted to have. I knew that at some point um, I was not going to be teaching forever. Okay. And so... Now that I was in this kitchen, yeah. just I just started getting catering requests oh, wow. from people. Mm -hmm. And then people referring me. Mm -hmm. And so now I have this kitchen to work out of. And I had students. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was putting them to work. To work. In the culinary club. Because mm -hmm. I was over the culinary club. Mm -hmm. And I had the students. And um, now they're in the kitchen helping me. So now I have help. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and then that's how it started. I knew that I was, so I was, I did not have a teaching degree. So I could only be there for two years. Okay. So I knew that some, at some point it was going to end. Okay. So how that looked, that's where I had to decide. And I still didn't know. I just know that I, moving forward, I wanted these people to be my mentors because I saw what they were doing on social media and I wanted to do that one of them was at the time he was Monica's personal chef okay. so I invited him mm -hmm. and I said hey you know come judge and then um, I was told about another lady and I saw her on social media and I was like oh yeah come to find out they were good friends mm -hmm. so they both came and judged and now both of them are my mentors and I've gone catering for the NFL with them um, Mary J Blige with them um, one of them I'm going to Napa next month or in November. So, like, they've really enhanced my culinary experience, which was what I wanted um, to be wow. with. Mm -hmm. I'm so floored by your experience. We could go on and on because I'm curious about the kids. I'm curious about all those things. But at this point, you had soul food, like this foundational soul food background, and you started at, like, a business. You started your business since there. Mm -hmm. And then you build up, I would say, in this Space, this space, filling the gaps for me, but you're, you're getting mass cooking experience, mm -hmm. you're getting instructing experience, mm -hmm. you're getting your catering experience in this mm -hmm. chapter. Mm -hmm. Am I missing anything? Mm -hmm. 
That's dope. So now we're piecing together this like foundation of who you are when you come to us today. So in 2022, what is the value that you offer right now? Like what is the um like what would you say as you take all those experiences and you put it into what you offer today? Like what exactly is your is the experience of of Keely, sorry, Keisha's kitchen? Oh, I'm way gonna get some good food. Mm. You gonna get some. I'm, I'm, and so you know, I, I can be very, you know, I'm not a, a braggy type person. You know what I'm saying? I let my stuff speak for itself. Oh, I can speak however, for it. However, however, yes. When it comes to my food, yes. I'm not gonna be humble and sit back about that and be like, oh, that's gonna be good. You're gonna enjoy it because I like to eat it, and Girl. I be listen. So I'm, I'm gonna let you know this mm-hmm. food gonna be real good. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's the first experience that you're gonna have. <laughs> it's just some good food, even if everything else is wrong, wrong, wrong. You gonna have some really good food. Period. Listen, y'all. Okay. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. When you can sauce up the vegan food. <laughs> because people don't put love into the vegan food, they typically give their. It's like it's like you give the abundance yeah. to the vegan food. But yeah. if you if you don't, by the time you get the vegan food and you don't give it anything, that means there wasn't much to give yeah. in the other stuff. Yeah. You give a really good uh, plate of food. Thank so you. I speak Thank to that. you. Yeah. Um, and just like just my overall like love and passion for just food. Period. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. That's what that's what you're gonna get, and then so and and it it helped me to to develop like my my businesses how I want to be um how I, like just the the brand yeah. Keeper's Kitchen the brand what I what I want you to experience yes. I want you to experience like excellence yes when when you hire me um, I want you to experience like you know it looks good it mm-hmm. tastes good it smells good um, professionalism. Um, you know, everything is, you know, I, I created menu so you can go look at a menu. You can, you know what I'm saying? Like it's the, the transition of it all. Like just booking is very easy. Um, deciding what you want. us working on the menu. Very easy. Like all that's just easy, yes. you know? And I developed all of that during that, that time. Um, and I was able to kind of just perfect it. During that time, mm-hmm. I was gonna say um, the experience that I had, of course, was the food, um, but then also when you mentioned at the seminary where like you made it really nice, like you had the flowers, so they had a dining yeah. or a yeah, takeout yeah, yeah. experience. Yeah. It reminds me of like what I what I've experienced of your um, your catering to be like very like elegant, elegant, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not um, an afterthought. Like decoration, decor is mm-hmm. not an afterthought. That's mm-hmm. truly a part of your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see that, and I remember you saying that, so they get that. And I, I was also thinking, um, because I, I know you have private, you do private um, catering. When it comes to this experience that you have, you you seem to have a really good handle on working with like celebrity or high-profile clients. Mm-hmm. What is it about you that makes it really easy or makes, makes it comfortable for like celebrities to let you in and feed them? Um, I don't, I get starstruck before mm. and after, not during, <laughs> you know, so when, I, so when I had got my first, um, celebrity client, it was, it was, uh, right before Christmas and, um, I was on the, I got the phone call on one phone and I had another call on this phone. And so I was going back and forth, um, 
they were calling me. Okay, we're gonna call you right back. Calling me, call you back. And on this phone, this person was hearing everything. And so I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, do you hear that? Da, da, da. Yes. Oh yeah, that's no problem. Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, oh my god. Ah, the cookbook. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that's what they need. Perfect. All right, I'll be see you in the morning. Oh my god. <laughs> so I kind of, I mean, because like they're, you know, they're celebrities, and so I, I think that people, when I think when they say that they don't get excited. Mm -hmm. I think that they're not really keeping it all the way real. I mean, especially like for your first or second, you know, client, or celebrity client. And even after that, like, I still be like, wow, did I just really cook for this person? But I try to go in there and I just remind myself I'm here to prepare good food. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to be their friend. I'm not here to get their autograph. I'm here to... And I want them to call me back. I want them to feel comfortable with calling me. I want them to, um, like you, when you go into their houses and you're cooking like in the middle of their house in their kitchen, mm -hmm. I've been at celebrities house, at a celebrity's house for the whole entire weekend. And by the end of the weekend, you feel like you're a part of their family because you're there cooking breakfast and dinner, breakfast and dinner, breakfast and dinner. And so you see all that goes on around. They come in the kitchen and talk to you. Mm. You hear what's going on. So you kind of have to just be like, hold your head down a little bit and just not pay attention. When they come, talk, laugh with them, but still being professional about it. So I think that's what makes it um, easy for it to bring me in because um, myself nor my staff who go with me, we don't do the starstruckness when we get in there. We just get in there, do what we gotta do, make sure this food is good. If you tell me it's good, then I'm gonna get real excited in front of you, you know? But <laughs> other than that, um, yeah, you just go in there and get your, get your job done, do what you gotta do. I love it. And then even, like you said, afterwards, cause now they're pleased, your food is good. It's okay if you be like, so then I'm in the car like, <laughs> like going crazy yes. I remember my first one boy I was on a high from that for like a whole week I'm going back to Facebook like hey y'all I just cooked for mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying really really excited so um so yeah but you got to keep it you got to keep it separate you know what I'm saying you can't let them see that part absolutely and you know what I even take that with me right because uh you know this is the work and play podcast so I envision your life as such. There's so many different variations of work and play. Yeah. But one thing that I've grown to understand as a human, as a woman, as a coach, there still require boundaries, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you yeah. don't come into someone's house. Yes, you're working a plan, but you understand how to navigate yeah. in that space uh -huh. and enjoy yourself and allow uh -huh. them to uh -huh. enjoy you. Uh -huh. So the test, I would say, for a lot of regular people is when you get around folks who are um, of high energy, high vibration, can you handle yourself? Right. I think that speaks to your ability to navigate a bunch of different situations. Mm -hmm. Also your background, like if we were to spend like another hour, I think mom, dad probably sprinkled in some elegance, some professionalism in you. Yeah, definitely, right? definitely. Cause you know, you yeah. it's like mom, you know, mom will take you to the store and maybe you haven't been there before, but my mom's gonna be like, 
Act like we've been. Act here. like he right, right, right. <laughs> act like act like he belong here. Act like you belong here. Yeah, and that's a, and that's that's a, that's it right there. Mm-hmm. Act like you belong here. Mm-hmm. I belong in this kitchen in your house, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna act like I do. Yeah. And when I get out, I'm gonna act a damn fool. Be like, ah! <laughs> but while I'm here, I'm gonna act like I belong here. I love it. I love it. Cause I do exactly. I do. My food is that good. I, listen, it belongs. Yes, ma'am. In your mouth. In your home. In your home. Raising your babies. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yes. the whole sh- <clears throat> shebang. Yes. So we're talking. Went from a seminary, right? Um, then to a sub, sub substitute chefing, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you're elevating. Even the job that you left to to get the role at the school, you're elevating not only in your cooking but monetarily. I'm curious, like, at the point where, and we haven't even got to your nine to five, but at the point where you are starting to find your niche in chefing, what does the average um, chef or someone in the beginning of their stages earn? And then what are some of the, um, what's the earning potential or what's the uh, price of what you do? Like, around what average do you charge these days? So, some of that I can answer, some of that I can't. Uh-huh. Because, um, I'll tell you this. After I left the school, I went to go work in a restaurant. And I was making, now, some people would say I was crazy, and I think I was crazy too. But I went from making almost $50,000 a year at the school to making $9 an hour in a restaurant. Mm. And then when I got promoted in the restaurant, I was making $12 an hour. Um... And I was willing to do that because I felt like there were some more things that I wanted to get. However, what I was not willing to do was to be treated and talked to however, mm-hmm. especially when I came in there. Like, and you don't get a lot of people that I saw the turnover in restaurants high. Mm. You don't get a lot of people who come in and pour their heart and their soul into what they do. So when you get people like that, you have to value them. You have to appreciate them. You have to elevate them. Like you have to treat them as such. So when you get, I was in a position where I was not, I was giving my heart, my soul, my everything, mind, body, time. I was moving from one apartment to another and I had to like the people who were having me move I had to leave them Mm. and they finished moving for me so that I could get into the restaurant and do do my job Mm -hmm. and so that wasn't appreciated Mm. that was the moment when I left there I've never gone back to a job never Mm -hmm. and I never will again I called up my mentor and was like, hey, listen, this just happened. I need to meet with you because now I need to know what I need to do to pivot into making this my, like, my time, my time, whatever. And um, and so from there, I just haven't worked since haven't worked for since. somebody else. Yeah. And then, um, so I get told by my other mentor that I don't charge enough, you know. But um, a, 
she gets on me all the time. You don't charge enough. You don't charge enough. Yeah. You don't so charge that means enough. by the time this episode comes out, y'all, <laughs> listen, the fight, what did DJ Khaled say? No, 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 that was, whoever that was, Big um, Fat Joe. Fat Joe. Yeah, he said yeah, the price is, the, today's price is not tomorrow's yeah, price. So yeah. when you, when your mentor says that, what is, so just yesterday, <laughs> just yesterday, just yesterday, I sent her something. I was like, I was asking her opinion. This is what they want. It's on Thanksgiving Day. And she was like, girl, oh, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. Raise that up. Raise this up. Da, da. Because she's like, you are giving that. She was like, she she always asks me. She says, um, now, ask yourself this. Is this worth the time that you're going to put into it? Is this worth your whole Thanksgiving day? Is this worth whatever, whatever, whatever? Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, no. She's like, okay, well, this is what you need to charge, and this is what your invoice needs to look like. And I'm, and then I'm always like, oh my god, oh my god. She's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Don't be scared about it. Mm-hmm. Put it out there. And one thing she told me was that um, in order to elevate myself. I cannot accept less than what I'm worth because if I do, that's what I'm going to keep attracting. Mm-hmm. If I want to be in a certain position financially, if I want to position myself as, you know, this is what you get, yada, yada, yada. She's like, it's, she's telling me, she's like, you know what you're doing, it's worth it. Yeah. And so if that's the clientele that I want to attract, then even when I go to celebrities' houses, you better charge them such and such and such. Don't be charging them this and this. Like, yeah. she will go off on me, telling me. And she, But she says, if you keep um, in this price range, then that's what you're going to keep attracting. Yeah. And it's very hard for me because I, I want to go in and I want to cook for you. I don't want you to tell me, mm. no, <laughs> exactly. I, so you I want to cook for you. My dad says you know? that. He says, offer the price that they can't say no to. But what I, the thing that the other thing that I would add to everything that your mentor says and everything that you're saying right now is, imagine I make, imagine I make a, a thirty million dollars in a year, right? Mm-hmm. And I need to spend I need to spend this holiday with my family. Mm-hmm. Now, thinking in opportunity cost, if I spend the day cooking with my family, one I'm irritated. I have to cook the food myself. I might not even enjoy it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could possibly be on a business call for maybe 30 minutes, which could yield me a you know a thousand mm-hmm. or two, a couple hundred. Mm-hmm. And all these things that I could possibly do with my day. Now, if I invest in someone whose job this is, right, mm-hmm. you could possibly be the value of what my day is worth. Mm-hmm. This could possibly be a million dollar day for me. Mm-hmm. But instead, I'm cooking and I'm dealing with these people. I can't mm-hmm. enjoy my family. Mm-hmm. I didn't take that business call. Mm-hmm. So just off of the strength of like what my my life would be, the opportunity cost of yeah. me being there, the value. That's how I always think of my yeah. prices. It's yeah. kind of like... What is the return on investment of me getting right. this day back? Yeah, right, yeah. So out of yeah. all of that stuff you mentioned, yeah. absolutely, yeah. like your worth and your time, but then what am I getting back? Right. It's kind of like you can't put a price tag on me being able to read a right. book with my daughter on right. Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. That. Yeah. And so that's 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 been my, um, that's where I'm trying to grow mm-hmm. in right now mm-hmm. is charging what I'm worth. Because I, I know what I bring. When If you're going to call me, I know what you're going to get, mm-hmm. you know? But I want to go in and I, I want to cook for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's not even about, it's not even about the money. Mm-hmm. It's exactly about what you just said. 
I can't put a price tag on um, what I am going to miss out on if I come in and cook for you or if I spend the day preparing mm-hmm. your meal to you know cater and stuff like that but you know the 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 passionate part of me just wants to come and just cook yeah you know yeah. so that's so it's, it's kind of hard it, well I mean it's hard for me it's the mentor teller it's not hard at all but um so that's that's currently what i'm working on mm-hmm. is just um charging what i'm worth even even with the people that have it you know yeah um because like i said she gets me like you better be charging him such and such and such and such and such and i'm like okay and we all are growing you yeah. know so wait 2013 is when you established uh Kedra's kitchen right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um You've evolved since, but it sounds like, have you had, you got your mentor, what year was that? In, in 2018? 18. Mm-hmm. Got you. Um, because what I'm thinking is, as entrepreneurs, we do a lot on our own, just figuring it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not until we get that mentor, right, that we realize, okay, we filling in the gap, mm-hmm. and then have you taken your uh, your entrepreneur journey to a place where you're investing in a coach yet, um, or is that something that you'd be interested in? Because I think that's what I got from coaching, right? Mm-hmm. The to borrow someone else's belief in my pricing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I was in corporate, people's time wasn't valued. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you could. Yeah put 30 minutes on a CEO or maybe the vice president's calendar mm-hmm. and go walk the hallways with them. So it took for me to shift a couple of things and that it wasn't until I invested in a coach that I realized, oh, it just unlocked mm-hmm. my ability and my mm-hmm. confidence to be able to charge certain things. Um, So I feel like I get that with my mentors. Mm. Not only do I call on them, but I also, it's um, a lot of times I work side by side with them. Mm. Um. I was, we did, well, another one of my mentors, my other mentor, we did um, production catering for Netflix and Crime Scene Kitchen, and I worked side by side with him, um, not so much for Netflix, but, well, yeah, for Netflix, kind of, sort of, but more so with Crime Scene Kitchen, like, and I, like, ran the production of the whole, once we got on site, how that looks and everything like that. Um, I, I, look, look. I understand. It's just <laughs> I completely understand all the value that mm-hmm. I provide. Mm-hmm. I completely understand mm-hmm. it, you know. Um, and I also understand that by setting a a, a certain price, it's also um, communicating a value to the client as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that I just don't like, oh, because I want to go in and I just want to cook, yeah. you know? So it's just getting past that part of yeah. this entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just getting the reps up. Because yeah. at, at some point, it will be, at some point, you are going to have your own um, soccer game. Somebody's going to ask you to cook, and that's probably where yeah. it'll be like, oh, it's only going to be worth it if. Yeah. You get what I'm yeah, saying? Uh-huh. And then it's going to be worth it for them, too. Yeah. I'll take it. You and know? you know what? I'm actually there now ah. with um, this person that I've been working with that wants a book. Mm-hmm. It's like, listen, I cannot go below this number. Mm-hmm. It's way below what my, what my mentor told me to charge, but I'm like, I, I cannot go below it's on a holiday 
I cannot go below yeah. this number because I'm going to be with you for brunch. That means I have to get started at six o'clock in the morning and then you want dinner. Yeah. And I that's my whole holiday. Yeah. And so it has to be this much. And as much as I want to go in there and just cook the brunch and cook the dinner, yeah. I am sticking to it's it's hard. It's been very hard. I've been wanting to just like, okay, well I can just come out. No, I am sticking to um this is how much my day is worth on this particular day. Yeah. And you're not going to tell me how much you're going to pay me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not to be like, again, it's not to be any type of arrogance or anything, but you're not going to tell me how much my day is worth. I'm going to tell you. And if you're able to, to pay that worth, then we have a deal. But if not, because I understand what I'm doing for you mm-hmm. on this particular day. Yes. But you are, don't understand what I'm giving up <laughs> on this particular day. And that's day. right. So it's kind of so, like we have to train our customers. Yes. That's what you're doing right now. Yes. You and I'm it. training myself. Mm. To say no. To say no. Yeah. yeah. And be okay with saying no. Yes. A lot yes. of us, and you know, I don't know the white woman's journey or any other races, so I'm going to speak to the black woman. But there's so much abundance at our fingertips yeah. that we don't either value ourselves like and I don't, I don't I, I mean it in the way that I'm saying it um, because we walk into the rooms and we don't realize people are getting so much from us so we are timid more timid often mm-hmm. and we don't realize the access that other people have to things that we work so hard to get mm-hmm. and so this is a really great exercise of just Changing your cellular makeup yeah. because we keep yeah. breeding other black women yeah. who just keep moving like this. Yeah. And not to be a strong black woman, not to be a powerful black woman, but just to be a woman who knows her worth. Yeah. yeah. And just to yeah. be okay with walking away from yeah. the table. Uh-huh. If you're not, if my, yeah. If you're not valuing my worth, that is so valuable. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's not in us right now. Yeah. It's it's becoming right. Yeah. I'm having more and more conversations mm-hmm. with women who are like mm-hmm. having these conversations. You see it on um, uh, social media where it's like, my mom told me to know my worth, like these mm-hmm. clips. Mm-hmm. But it's not an essence of who mm-hmm. we are yet. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. You are yeah. literally like walking us through it. Yeah. And honestly and truly, I feel like y'all are growing as you're watching it. So <laughs> you're welcome. I was thinking, though, now that, you know, you mentioned a couple times, like, I know what they're going to get, right? And even before we started the podcast, you were like, you broke down the itinerary that you have for this experience that you're building, which we got to talk about next. Mm-hmm. But walk me through what a client typically gets when you come in and you do private uh, chefing. So um, prior to that, so the experience starts, does not start when I come into your house. Mm-hmm. It starts before that. Um, when we put your menu together and then I go do all the shopping so you don't have to shop for anything and it typically takes me like all day to shop because I go to about like four or five different stores Mm -hmm. because I know where I can get what I want for this price this quality whatever and that store may be over here and that store may be over there you know so um I eliminate that in the beginning. You don't have to shop. 
All you gotta do is just open the door for me to bring all of these groceries in mm-hmm. when I arrive at your house. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that's that's because somebody asked me that the other day when they were wanting to um, book personal chef services. Well, well, does it include? Well, let's start with the shopping. Mm-hmm. I do all the shopping. Um, and then, um, like I said, I bring all the food with me. So I gotta load it up, bring it up with me into the house, um, unload it in the house. And then I time just, saver and effort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I get started with mm-hmm. um, with cooking. I usually take an assistant with me, mm-hmm. so my assistant helps me with all the unloading and then um, just setting everything out as I need it for each dish or whatever. And then I just go in there and I just get to work. And then um, once I'm finished, uh, depending on what we're doing, whether it's plated or whether it's displayed, then um, I set that up the whole entire display of the food. You can't just put it out there. Mm-hmm. You got to display it. Yes. You know? So, um, and then even after that, uh, after everything's said and done, after everybody's done eating, and I clean up the whole kitchen. And um, oh. that within itself is... <laughs> Girl, that's three services in one. <laughs> I take down the food, and if there's any leftover, then I find in the house, like, um, uh, containers to store, storage containers. Put the food, store it, wash my dishes out, and um, put the food in the refrigerator for you. And then I clean the whole kitchen down, whether it's washing the dishes or the counters, the stove, the oven, mm-hmm. sweeping. If I need to mop, I do a spot mop. Um, but I clean the whole kitchen so that it's sparkling clean by the time that I leave. And I load all my stuff in the car and I go home. Do they get their leftovers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put them. I pack them up and put them in the put them in the fridge. This is the perfect experience. I didn't have to do any work. No work at all, but oh, just come sit at the table and eat. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So that so do you offer like um, half a day breakfast only, or like is it does it come with a full day? How does that work? Um. So it so I typically get started like four to five hours before. Mm-hmm. So if you want breakfast at like eleven, then I'll come in. Um, about four or five hours before that mm-hmm. and then get started so sometimes I'm getting started like five six in the morning at your house that's not even me waking up and driving to your house mm. so um so I come in about four hours prior four or five mm-hmm. and get started um and then I mean it's 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 not really like a time frame designated mm-hmm. I just I set the food out, let y'all eat, and then after a certain amount of time, I just start breaking it down. Once I see everybody's done eating and mm-hmm. nobody's really coming back for seconds, I break it all down and start cleaning up. Nice. Do you ever do two in one, or do you block out your days for one client? Um, it depends. I can do two in one if sometimes I may have like a delivery, mm-hmm. and then sometimes I may have an on-site client. So I'll do the delivery, get that out, have somebody deliver it for me. And then I'll head to my on-site client, whether it's personal chef or catering. Delivery? We didn't even talk about that. Oh, yeah, girl. You got to get the food delivered. Oh, my goodness. Yep. I, I, that's the option. Do you want... Because that in, that um, affects the cost, mm-hmm. impacts the cost. So, either I deliver it, and it's, it's a fee for me to show up. Yeah. If you want me to come mm-hmm. and set your food up, yeah. like just with catering... Mm-hmm. It's a fee for me to physically come. Otherwise, if you choose delivery, then I'm going to, um, as I finish your food, I'm going to call my delivery service, and they're going to 
come and get it and deliver it to you because now I got to finish cleaning up the kitchen. This is amazing. Like you're, this is like the, um, this is the epitome of knowing how to monetize your skill set. Mm-hmm. There's so many people who, as you walk through this this um, experience, these are skill sets that someone has right now, and they're discounting mm-hmm. because you don't realize like the way you put together a plate of food is the way you put together a right. plate of food. The way you attention to detail and you spot clean. The way you are able to shop for someone like everybody. If you, I've done Instacart one time, they don't know how to be, pro, you know, <laughs> right, produce. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. So when you think about like your skills and what you're really, really good at, you have monetized yourself in a way that you know how to add value to someone, and you get paid to do that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people need to know that, but I also think it kind of goes back to all the experiences that you had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, bringing us to 2022, and you plucked out the things that you could enjoy doing yeah can you imagine like if if any of those other careers had worked no what that would have looked they would not have worked at one time i was working for the federal government over at the census bureau you talking about that was the most that was the most oh my goodness Mm. that was the hardest time of my life having to be here in between this time and that time at a desk in a cubicle I was going crazy, but that is where I developed my nonprofit organization, mm-hmm. sitting right at my desk mm-hmm. at, the at, at the government. Shh. That's what you guys need to be doing. Okay, that's where I put together my whole curriculum. Okay, every everything was. I started my LLC. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. was done sitting at the desk at my job. That's so bomb. Oh, we gotta talk about that. So in another in another episode, because it just brings back <laughs> so much so much stuff. But um, you went to the service-based business. And as, as entrepreneurs, um, diversity, diversification is like what promotes longevity. So you have catering, you now have private chefing, you deliver as well. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things that you offer product-wise that will allow someone to take your products and bring them home with them? Um, <laughs> the only thing that for product-wise that I have are, are teas now. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, in the pandemic, I was sitting at home and I needed some money. And I was like, what can I sell? Just online, Facebook, Instagram, friends, stuff like that, yada, yada, yada. And so I, I was like, I'm gonna sell herbal teas or, or herbal and flower teas, mm-hmm. right? And how so do you I, get that? You like tea? You drink tea a lot? I do, I do. Okay. I like I like herb and flowers and I like natural stuff. So, um, and I used to be a really big friend. Are you familiar with Tivana? T-Bond oh is like so, so good. Okay. But it's like loose leaf tea. Mm-hmm. They have like mm. so many varieties. It's so, so good. And so I was like, I'm going to, um, I was like, I'm going to put together a tea line. So I started researching my herbs and stuff. And I actually went and did like a little online class and degree to like, you know, learn herbs and um, the benefits of them and what herbs not to mix and like certain herbs that you can't have if you're like you're not supposed to drink rose tea mm-hmm. have anything rose if you're pregnant okay. because rose will induce uh, premature labor mm-hmm. so um, so I had to learn that because if I was going to be offering this to people then I, ne- I needed to make sure that I wasn't you know interacting with anything else that they have going on absolutely so um so i just started putting together like blends i found this place that i could order all of my herbs from 
and they're out in California. I ordered my herbs, and and I just started blending them up. And I was like, okay, this needs a little bit more lavender. Okay, this is too much lavender. Okay, this needs a little bit more rose. Okay, this has too much chamomile. And I started just playing around like that. My aunt. She's like, well, I need something for like high blood pressure. Oh. I said, okay. Started researching hibiscus. So I put together a hibiscus tea for mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. that deals with like high blood pressure, diabetes, and stuff like that. So I now have a tea line. Um, and then I, so I did like a special. I was like, hey guys, I'm starting a tea line. You can get three teas for the price of, I think, two or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you'll get them over the course of three months. That is so cool. And so, um, the first month they got there, so they paid up front mm-hmm. so that I could get all of my supplies. Mm-hmm. And then um, the, I mailed them out one month, two months, and three months. So it was like a little subscription of tea. How did you think of that? I don't, I'll just be thinking of that, girl. <laughs> I was just trying to think of the ways to make some money. <laughs> Listen, this is so dope. Okay, so, so they, you said three months? Yeah, subscription. I said, yeah, as a three month subscription. Mm-hmm. For the price of two teas, you get three, and I'll send them to you. And actually, I didn't even do three months. So the second month, I started seeing like the cost of like um, shipping, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, that's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. I can't because I didn't charge shipping three times; I only charged it once. Okay. So that second month, they're gonna get two of their teas, mm-hmm. the other, the remaining two. Mm-hmm. And, and in the box, I put like a little card: "Surprise! You got both of your teas. Yes. No need to wait." <laughs> And then so I set up good. a website, and I was like, and so people were just like, oh, my God, these teas are so good. And they were, um, start ordering the teas or whatever. So, um, so yeah, so you can get loose leaf tea. I blend, I make all the blends myself. Um, I have a variety of them. I think I have, like, nine blends right now, and I'm working on adding some more. I was going to ask you that. So they get to try different blends every subscription? like every. No, so it's not a subscription. Okay. That was just to get started. Mm. So I didn't fund that. Okay. My people that bought the teas funded it. Okay, got you. Yes. So they purchased it. I did a they... pre-sale. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can get three teas for $20, mm-hmm. um, but you can only get it on this pre-sale. I ran a pre-sale for like a week. And people were like, oh, I want that. Oh, I want that. Oh, I want that. I showed them, like, you know, um, I think I had, like, pulled some pictures of herbs and stuff off the internet. I was like, this is, you know, like, loose leaf herbs or whatever. Yeah. This tea, something, something. So when I finally did it, then I showed them, like, the real tea when I finally ordered it. Yes. But I needed their money mm-hmm. to order it. Absolutely. So I did a pre-sale, $20, three teas, include shipping, and that's what I used to buy, to buy all of my supplies, all the teas, and then I sold them out. I created labels um, on the laptop, and I printed them out. We got that little label paper, printed mm-hmm. it out, wrapped it around the um, thing. And then when I started making more money with it, then I upgraded the like, containers. And I actually am um, here pretty soon going to up, upgrade the containers to something else a little bit more elegant and sophisticated than what it is now Mm -hmm. um but yeah i started it off i didn't have no money during the pandemic so i was like i need to make some money and y'all gonna pay for it (laughs) i love the way you think i love it's it's all natural like from literally from you your desire to find um find your career right you tried a couple things from your desire to get some money you got started with the seminary right and then you're like okay this this I need to make some money. It's always apparent 
but you living through your passion. Mm-hmm. So it's always fun. Because you're just trying fun. all these different things. It's always fun. I do not want to work another day in my life. <sighs> I just want to live my life. Just want to live your life. And get paid to do it. So when as we we are like, I'm thinking the word freedom pops up, right? If you could sum it up, because I feel like this whole story says freedom. But what does freedom mean to you? Freedom, oh, that's free. Okay, this in the simplest form mm-hmm. to me is my time. Um, just being able, and again, this is the simplest form to me. Just being able to move how I want to move, mm-hmm. and nobody telling. If I don't want to take your 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 um, catering, mm-hmm. I don't have to. Yeah. If I don't want to be here, then I don't have to. If I want to, you know, be available for family or available for this or available for that, then I have the freedom to do that. I don't want anybody regulating my time unless I allow them to. And when I say allow them to, that means you book me. So I've allowed you to regulate my time for this particular day. Yes. But other than that, it I want my time to belong to me. I used to hate working at a job and having to put in for leave, you know, and then feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. And some mornings, I didn't even want to get up to go to work. And so, if I'm having a bad day today, I want the freedom to just be able to lay in my bed or do whatever I need to do um, to love on myself or self care or whatever to get myself back into my space. And if I need a day or two or three to do that, then I want the freedom to be able to do that. Um, like I said, my my stepdad had passed away in 2019, and I wasn't working for anybody. Um, and so um, when my mom called me, she was like, I need you to come down here. I was there the next day, and I had the freedom to be able to do that, you know? My grandmother had got sick at the beginning of this year and had surgery, so me and my mom had to go to D.C. to stay with her, or Maryland to stay with her, and we stayed there for about a week. I had the freedom to be able to do that. Those and, and those are the two examples that I use because those are the times when like family needed, were in need. Yeah. And I don't want to look back one day and be like I would my family or somebody who care who I care about um needed me and I wasn't able to do it because I was locked down in a job you know um so yeah so that's that's the most important thing to me is the freedom of my time and just my life what I do how I do it that's extremely powerful that is extremely powerful and I think that um through this entire journey, we get to experience you as a businesswoman, as a woman, um, as an, uh, I was gonna say entrepreneur, but um, really and truly like you personally and career-wise, like your whole development and, and putting all of these things together, <laughs> what, what you really value and being able to live that out, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, so like even, you're welcome. Like even, so for someone who, wants to do business with you, I can see it. You know what I mean? Because when you, when you come into my house, you bring that energy, oh, right? Mm-hmm. And so as a, as a client, um, as someone who watches you, as a mentor, as a mentee, mm-hmm. right? This is the energy that you literally bring in. And honestly and truly, it was the energy that I met, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you should be on the 
<laughs> like you should you should come so one i thank you so much thank for you 100 i have one last question and we can wrap up but um i would love to drop just a word of wisdom to someone who's in their journey um who's not maybe not even sure what they want to do yet or mm -hmm. Perhaps they know what they want to do, but they haven't really come around to the words freedom just yet. Mm -hmm. When you think back to the person who needs to hear your story, what do you what do you want to say to that person? Um, so you a, a lot of times my family, they say to me, you ain't afraid of anything, are you? Because I'll just get out there and just do it. Sometimes I don't know how it's gonna turn out. And I'd be broke as a joke sometimes. I have, I have been broke as a joke sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just be like, this is what I wanna do though. And this is what, this, somebody gonna support me. If the universe gonna support me, somebody over here gonna support me. So I guess I would say the word of wisdom is to be fearless. Um, one of the things that people always ask me about entrepreneurship, and I said, you cannot afraid to be broke. Mm -hmm. Be afraid to stay broke, mm -hmm. but don't be afraid to be broke. Because there's been times where I've poured everything that I've had into something that I've believed in. And it literally, I was like, oh, shit, how am I gonna pay my rent, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but because I believed in it, I felt like I had to do it and I was able to pay the rent. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, I'm a, I'm, I'm not afraid to go broke or be broke. Well, now I, that ain't a problem. <laughs> right. Your broke is a different number. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But I am afraid to stay in that place, mm -hmm. to put everything that I have and then just be like, okay, now what do I do? You know? So that's and so that takes me to like have a plan, you know? It's like I I like I will sit and I will just think, like, okay, this is I kind of work backwards. This is the end result that I want. Now, doo -doo -doo -doo, how do I get there? And I work from the end back to where I'm at now to figure out how to get the end result. Mm -hmm. um, and then after I figured, and I like, oh my God, I'll toil and toil and toil for so long until it fits exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. Like it has to fit. It cannot be a square in a circle or a circle in a square. It has to fit exactly what I want. And so I'll be toiling and toiling and toiling and toiling and like, oh my goodness. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, 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 there it goes. Finally got it. Okay. No, that's not. Okay. Let's tweak that. And then, you know, um, so with that plan, mm -hmm. then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to just jump all in and make it work. Now, a lot of people say that's not smart, you know, because I've left a job with like not knowing what I was going to do. Mm -hmm. No plan, mm -hmm. no nothing. A lot of people, they're like, oh, use your nine to five to fund your your side or your, your entrepreneur, your high side hustle. And for me, I just say this, if that works for you, do it. If it doesn't, don't. Mm -hmm. That didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. I didn't, didn't want to do that. Like, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go out here and I may be broke for a little while, but it only, it's only going to be a little while. Yes. And 
Because I know I didn't want to, that's just not how I wanted to do it. So, um, so yeah, so like you, you be fearless. Don't be afraid to be broke. Be afraid to stay broke and have a plan. This might be my favorite episode. I'm about to say that. Oh my goodness. I mean, yes, it was so many reasons. Um, But I think that the universe put you in this couch in this very moment on this day where everything is going on in your life, everything is going on in my life, and things are going on in you guys' lives, that this is touching you in a very practical way, in a way that, you know, communicates yes if you need to plan if you have to have a plan if you're a good planner go that way but this is really communicating the the leap of faith you mm-hmm. get what i'm saying and it's not just yes. so some people one don't have a true faith in god right mm-hmm. or who or their creator right but it's not just that type of faith it's faith in yourself, yourself. yeah look i know i can make anything Shake and pop, okay? Uh-huh. So I know I can't. Like, I sold teas without having an ounce of tea mm-hmm. in my possession. Uh, at, like, no, no, nothing. I had not a container, not a, I, all I did was a promotion. Buy this tea and you will get three. That's it. I had nothing, no, nothing physical. But the orders were coming in, coming in. Ooh, that sounds good. Ooh, that looks good. Da, 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 da. And I was able to start that business. I put no money into that business because I let, and then every time that somebody would buy more teas, then I would just buy more stuff and I let it grow itself. So it's like, yeah, it's the faith that you have to have like in yourself, in your idea. Somebody gonna buy this tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody gonna buy it and I'm gonna fulfill it on the back end. I'm gonna fulfill it on the back end, yeah. So it's just, a, you're right, the faith you gotta have like in yourself. Mm-hmm. It's the meantime I'll be like, oh, all right, come on spirit. You know, it's the faith you gotta have in spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and spirit always comes through, period. It may not, I was just, the other day, I was saying, oh my God, I may, it, it may not be exactly when I want it, but in the very end, spirit is going to always come through. Yes. You know, so. Thank you again. Oh, goodness gracious. So before we get out of here, I would love for you to let the folks know, one, what exactly you are, or how to find you, right? What mm-hmm. you're offering, how can you actually, how can they get connected with you? And, um... And leave them, like, with, yeah, your contact information so that they can get you. Okay. So, um, on social media, everything is Kedra's Kitchen, K-E-E-D-R-A-S Kitchen. Um, everything is Kedra's Kitchen. Website, Kedra's Kitchen. Um, IG, Facebook, Kedra's Kitchen, all of that. So. And you have your teas. Now, those you got, because I know y'all are like, let me get a little bit of that tea, right? Can I show them the tea? Yeah, absolutely. Let's check it out. So listen, right. if so, it comes in. This is the and so this is the container that I um want to change. I actually want to put it in like a um a glass I, container. I had a feeling we're gonna go there. Mm-hmm. So that you can see, but oh, I'm gonna take this little seal. So it has a has a food safety seal on it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna break the seal, okay? Okay. All right. And this is the ginger tea. So it comes in a bag. And like it's it's straight up herbs, spices, yes. all natural. I blended it myself. Let me and smell it. 
Open it up. Just open it and smell it. Mm -hmm. And then this is the hibiscus tea. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And then you have the main, like the, the tea bags, mm -hmm. which honestly I'm super excited to try. Because yeah. I'm like, I get to do my own like portion yep. of tea. Mm -hmm. You know yep. what I mean? Instead yep. of doing two bags of yep. a tea bag. So here you can smell this. Mm. This is the hibiscus one. Okay. Let me let you pass that one. Here you go. Oh, this one smells like fruity. It is, yeah, that's that's really fruity. Oh, wow. It has currants in it. So I've actually made kombucha mm. from that right there. Wow. I, I used that and made kombucha out of it. Oh, I'm so excited. Out to that try blend. Yeah. This is the ginger. Yep, and then um, the teas are Earthly Roots, earthlyroots.com. Roots okay. has a Z at the end. Okay. So earthlyroots.com. Okay. Those are how you can get the tea. Oh, and actually, if you use a coupon code, let's go. Work, work and play, you can get some, um, a little bit of money off. Look, I feel a little official. You guys got a treat. I feel so good. Okay. Now, thank you for, for watching. Now, this is your treat. All you got to do is go ahead and grab yourself some tea. And we can even talk about it together. So if y'all like whichever one you like, drop it in the comments. When you guys start to see this um, this um, come through, drop it in the comments. Let me know what your favorite one is so we can talk about it. Because I'm getting ready to test all of these out. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm actually becoming a more of a tea drinker myself. Okay. Yeah, I, I have... I have a um, some tea about like man probably about two or three times a day. Mm -hmm. Like even I use them to um, for like my moods. Really? So roses hold one of the highest uh, vibrations in flowers, and so I have a rose tea. So if I'm in any at any course of the day, if I'm just off, mm -hmm. I'll just make some rose tea, or one of them, I have another tea that has rose in it, and um, I'll make that and I'll drink it to kind of get me get my energy back centered because i'm drinking in those high vibrations you know how important that is as an entrepreneur you know some like as humans we are not always on the highest vibration yeah and you know people do coffee and things like that which you know to each his own but a, a rose to just increase my vibration because i'm mm -hmm. i'm like when you get so down, mm -hmm. you can let the self-doubt self creep in. Yeah, yeah. You let yeah, all of the yeah. overthinking creep in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to do work. You don't want to show up yeah, for yourself, uh -huh. right? Yeah, And that's definitely, when you don't have a nine to five, you don't have, like, uh, somebody to tell you to work. Yeah. That's not the energy that you need. So that yeah. rose tea sounds like a big yeah. business. Yeah, yeah. It's a vibe is what it's called. It's, oh, it's a vibe. It's that's a what vibe. it's called? Yeah, it's a vibe. <laughs> I love it. So those of you guys who are watching, thank you so much for making it to the end. And because you made it to the end, you can go ahead and grab your, your set of tees using the code work and play for 10% off, you said? I think it gets 20. Oh, look at y'all. All right now. So without further, like if, if, if you have any questions, you know where to reach out to. Yep. Mm -hmm. If y'all want to connect with um, Kedra, either for her journey or as a client, I just suggest you do what you got to do. All right. <laughs> Until next time, we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.